Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy, been with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great show for you. We got the Sarah Evans coming on. She's, of course, as you know, has done some amazing things in her career. And we're excited to talk a little bit about her life and music and just see where this goes. So Sarah, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's definitely our pleasure. It is, Um, Now, I always like to start the show out the same every time right now, because, you know, within the music world, it's really tough right now. So how has COVID affected you and what have you done to kind of maneuver through all that? Well, oh, gosh, it's it's been really, really devastating and. um, It's been a really hard year, I know, for everyone, (laughs) but. On Monday, I just literally kind of got depressed. I, I, yeah. I got in my bed and I just kind of cried all day Monday because I'm like, how long can this go on? And yeah. mm-hmm. we haven't toured since last February. And, you know, I've had to lay off all of my band and crew. Um, oh, nice. And it's just, you know, for me, not performing I'm used to doing 70 or 80 shows a year and yeah. mm-hmm. so from always being on stage, always, you know, um, being on the road to absolutely nothing is, is really getting to me. And so yeah. I'm just praying that, you know, we'll start to, to have a little bit more, you know, leeway and common sense about it. And, yeah. and I guess yes. you know, the frustrating part to me is there's no, consistency like we can I just was on an airplane a southwest flight full full of people they're not even doing the keep the middle seat open anymore full people everybody wearing masks and I'm like a theater an outdoor concert a festival affair is so much safer than this and so why is it okay and concerts are not okay and it's maddening and it's become so political and if you say anything about it you know, people are like, you want people to die. And I'm like, no, that's not at all. Exactly. At exactly. And, and, and we feel like we're in the middle here because, you know, we will wear a mask indoors, but we yes. won't wear one outside right? And when there's nobody around. So we get people at both ends. On one end, we're called um, sheep. And the other end, we're called um, selfish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And you know, I definitely think that the, you know, if, if you, if, if you look at the fact that it's yeah. only deadly for less than 1%, mm-hmm. that's true. The population, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? And I understand that, you know, people have died and I'm not saying that it's not real at all. And it's yeah. tragic. Get that. Um, mm-hmm. We get it. And nobody wants people to die, but no, it's just, you know, in this day and age, if you, if you don't toe the line and agree with everything that, you know, we're not all going to agree. We're just not, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. We are human beings. We can't all think the same and we have differing opinions. But again, my issue is if I can be on an airplane full of people wearing masks, then we can freaking do a concert. Exactly. And you can Absolutely. choose to take that risk. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, right. We, we definitely agree with you on that. Because again, you know, like you said, a plane, you're packed in there. A concert, you can spread up out, out some, especially an outdoor one. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm like, who's making these decisions? And most of the people making the decisions are still getting a paycheck. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very <clears throat> frustrating. We definitely understand that. Now, with us, it kind of went the other way. Because um, we launched our show January 3rd of 2020, a couple months before COVID happened. And our original plan was to do 100 interviews our first year. We thought if we could do that, we would build a great foundation for this show. And then COVID happens. And I told Sandy, I was like, you know, this is our silver lining. We just launched a show. Artists are going to need a place to chat, to rant, to whatever, and we're going to give them that. And because of that, we done we did over three hundred shows last year. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! <laughs> and it's it's just been a whirlwind for us. It's it like has. it's like we've it had people, year ever and then we have year. people like you coming on the show. We've we've had Lee Bryce on, Cassidy Pope on, Randy Travis. Yeah, it's been amazing. Wow. Well, congratulations, you guys. Well, thank you. you. We just, you know, again, you know, it's one of them things you don't want people to die. But at the same time, when something happens, you've got to find your way. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, um, obviously, you know, I'm, I probably, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings and opinions about yeah. it all, but you know, this is such a, cancel culture and if you say one wrong thing or make a mistake you know you're done for and um but i do not like the inconsistency like on one it's okay to Mm -hmm. riot or you know like i said be on an airplane or be in walmart um but Mm -hmm. music and live entertainment is essential i mean you're talking about and it brings people together it does. Yeah, it brings people, and people, millions of people out of work, and it's mm-hmm. just very sad. And there are more, there are more things to worry about than just COVID alone. Exactly. You know, exactly. you have to take a lot of a lot of things into consideration. So, in 2020, you just moved back to Nashville. What was that like making that decision? It was great. You know, um, I made the decision because. Um, my stepchildren had all graduated from high school and my two girls were doing online school anyway. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. travel with me all the time. And my son had graduated high school and moved up here. And um, it's so much easier to do my career from Nashville. Like every time the bus would have to go to Birmingham to get me, you know, it was an uh, yes. three grand and, you know, my driver had to come that like a day early so that he can sleep before we leave at midnight and coming up to go in the studio or anything that I needed to do on music row Mm -hmm. was such an effort to do it three hours away. So I did that for 12 years and decided that, um, I wanted life to be a little bit easier. So we moved (laughs) back here and right after that, of course, (laughs) COVID. (laughs) we stopped playing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, we, we're actually based in Savannah, but we're eventually planning on moving to Nashville in the next 12 months or so. Oh, that's awesome. 
I mean, it's, you know, we're like in the middle of entertainment because although our show started out as just a music show, now it's an entertainment interview show, but we're in the middle of entertainment and we felt like, you know what, we got so many connections in Nashville and we got so many friends there. Nashville just makes sense. It's a great city. It really is. And, and there's something about Nashville that always feels um, small town, even though it's mm -hmm. grown so much and you know, it changed a lot while I was living in Birmingham. It's not that I hadn't been here at all. I was always back yeah. and forth, yeah. but um, to come back and, and actually live here again and see how different, you know, the landscape is, is pretty shocking, but wow. it's, a, it's a really, really, really great city. And I know that so many people are moving here, especially away from LA, you know, in New York, because mm -hmm. the, the cost of living is so high. Most definitely. And because they still want that big city atmosphere, um, but they don't want the big, big city anymore. So Nashville makes the perfect fit for those from L.A. and New York. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> and the prices for the, even though for us down here in Savannah, um, Nashville is like really expensive compared to where we are. But yet L.A. and New York, they, they look at the prices there and they're like, oh, that's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Sure. And, you know, we don't, we don't have income tax here, which is great. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of a Blake, of a you, of a Miranda, of a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not to just get to y'all's level, but to even a career level in music. And I always want to talk about that side of it because nobody talks about it. And I'm going to tell a quick story that will help guide us where I want this to go. Back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And I asked Allison, what if I should give an up-and-coming artist? And I'll never forget the answer she gave. She said that um, this is going to sound funny coming, coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, everything changes. Everybody kind of owns a piece of your life from that point on. Your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're in that grind mode, you got to say no to everything because you're so much in with the music because it's a 24-7 thing. Then your family has to sacrifice. They have to kind of share you with the world. But then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. That's the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said since you've been on both sides here? And um, what, what, what do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it, the sacrifice side. Yeah, I think she's spot on for sure. I mean, I always tell people, and I talk about this in my book, that you have to be willing to sacrifice what others are not. And you have to say, okay, I'm not going to rush into marriage. I'm not going to rush mm -hmm. into having mm -hmm. kids. I'm going to you know, sacrifice for, for my career. And, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, when you're in the music industry, um, it feels partly like a career and partly like a passion and partly like, um, I have no choice, but to do this, especially for me, because my parents put me on stage at four years old. And so it's all wow. I've ever done when I was seven I mean from the from the time I was six or seven I was singing in bars you know watching drunk people <laughs> two-step <laughs> songs like 
you know, about cheating and House of the Rising Sun by Dolly Parton and <laughs> having no <laughs> idea what those words meant, but you do have to know that you're born to do it. You really do. You can't go in it um, halfway. You have to absolutely throw your entire being into it in order to make it. Then once you get to the top, you know, then you can start to sort of um, go through other doors and pursue mm-hmm. other things you want in life, yeah. like a family and um, all of that. But yeah, you're not going to be home on the weekends, barbecuing with your friends. You're going to miss everything um, because you're constantly on the road. You're having to to really work it and it's very hard to to get country radio especially these days to play your music so yeah Mm -hmm. i feel sorry for up-and-coming artists who have to do everything like tiktok and you know just to get that following where exactly when i got my record deal it was like we we went in we made an album we released it to country radio not that i didn't work my butt off because i did yeah. i went and visited every radio station in america multiple times and that wow. takes a toll on you um but it was more of a you know definitely more of a traditional way and if you did hit it with a hit on the radio then you were pretty well set yeah yes and we get exactly where you're coming from now granted we don't we're not on the road um, like artists, but we're chasing that same dream with this show because we want to be the Bobby Bones of tomorrow, the Ty Bentleys, the Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah, we want that's kind of our aim is to have eventually one day a TV show like Kelly Clarkson uh-huh. has and all that. So it's like, um, so we're chasing that same dream like all the artists and actors that we have on our show. So it's it's really cool when we get to talk to y'all about all this because we we feel y'all. We definitely get what y'all are going through. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, something that is so rewarding when you have those moments, those victories, but you know, we, like we watch Serena Williams playing at the U S open and, you know, her life seems great and easy, but my God, what she's had to go through to get to where she is, is, you know, probably un unthinkable for most people yeah mm-hmm. and that's what we love about people that make it to the top i mean yeah you got some people that are groomed to get there but that usually don't work what we've found is you know and you know this for even with a lot of the artists you know they went 10 15 20 years on the road before anything actually broke loose um uh-huh they paid that heavy price. They, they were all in. They just had to outlast everybody to find that one hit that took off. Yep. That's right. And everyone makes it, you know, in a different way. And that's why, um, the question, you know, what do you recommend or what advice would you give? It's really hard to answer that question because I don't know. I mean, it's, there's no formula to making it. There's no one set way especially in entertainment, you know, if you're saying, what advice would you give to, you know, from a, an experienced seasoned lawyer to a new person, a young person in law school, that would probably much easier. Well, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, but 
making it in the entertainment world is Mm -hmm. just, it's so much just luck and, and chance. And, um, you just never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. That's going to lead you to getting your big break. Exactly. Like I remember watching an interview with, I think it was Mark Cuban and he was asked about if, if he had to start today, could he become a billionaire? And he says, and he said, to be honest, I would always become a millionaire, but because my timing for my company was with the timing of the internet and tech and all that, he says, there's no way I probably could have become a billionaire again. Right. Yeah. It's so much luck and, you know, it's definitely God's will for your life. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there are people that will start a, a, a startup company and then they get sold and, and make a million dollars just in one day. And they never would have dreamed that that, you know, but they might've met somebody at a dinner party. I mean, it's just, you just never know. That's why connections connections are everything. You know, we, you know, a a lot of people say it's not what you know, it's who you know, but I always like to take it one step further. It's, it's not even who, you know, it's who knows you because you can know all the people out there, but if they don't know you, then it doesn't matter anyway. Yep. That's absolutely right. So now that we talked about the sacrifice side a little bit, let's go the other way and talk about the glory side. And you've had a lot of glory moments. So Tell us a couple moments where you look back on your career, like, wow, that happened. I think, you know, I'm always amazed. Um, first of all, just in general, when we're on the road and we've got buses and, um, you know, trucks and all these people that are, that are working together for this one common goal to hear me sing, I think I'm, I'm, I never take that for granted. I'm always amazed that, wow, everything that's happening right now revolves around me. And so I try to always be cognizant of that and appreciative of that. So there, there have been so many high points in my career that I'm just in awe of, I mean, a couple of them, obviously when, you know, winning a CMA award, winning an ACM award, going platinum, having number one records. Um, even when I, you know, I call this my best performance of my life, but when I sang endless love with Mark Anthony mm-hmm. at the Lionel Richie tribute and it's on YouTube, you got to watch it, but it's, oh, it's wow. my best performance of my oh, life. Wow. And wow. Lionel Richie sitting there in the front row, just freaking out and <laughs> clapping. And um, so, yeah, I've had, I've had many, many high points and amazing moments like that, that I'm so grateful for, but I think I'm most grateful for my fans because they're incredibly loyal and they literally mm-hmm. would do anything for me. And, yeah. you know, now with um, social media, I really do actually know a lot of my fans and have become friends with them. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. That's one of the pluses of social media. You know, it's one of them double-edged swords. Social media has caused a lot of riff in our country right now. But at the same time, it's been a blessing too. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, the people that use social media and sit there, anybody who would say something mean to somebody on social media 
um, just because they, they don't like their opinion or they don't like what they're wearing or, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's the downside to it. But when it, when it can be a place of uplifting each other and complimenting each other and encouraging each other, then, Mm -hmm. then it's a blessing. Exactly. Cause that's yeah, what we try absolutely. to, we try to use our social media and that thing. I, I just don't get into any, anything that could be taken wrong. Of course, nowadays it's kind of hard not to sometimes, but I try not to do anything that could be taken wrong on social media. I'll, I'll talk one-on-one with people, whatever they want to talk about, but social media, it just, things can just get <laughs> screwed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can, you know, my favorite is when, um, so the other day, I guess it was, it was our closet chaos episode. (laughs) And, you know, I do that show with my daughter. And so the fact that anybody would ever say anything negative about something that I'm, that a mother is sitting there doing with her child. Wow. Wow. And, and, you know, people are just um, mean. I mean, they can be so mean Mm. and somebody said something so incredibly rude on on a comment and um I blocked them and deleted their comment but I'm just going what is wrong with you like how is there so much hatred in your heart that you can just sit yeah. there and use yeah. this anger I mean you know and, and and the comment was something having to do with my my values and <laughs> you know oh, wow. who I voted for and just oh, like no stop following me. Don't, don't watch it. <laughs> say something mean to me just because you disagree with me. Yeah. Right. The, you know, that's why I remember there's that meme that goes around on, on social media. So that I just, I just saw a post I disagreed with and I kept scrolling and that, cause that's how I roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. More people you need know, to it's do that. It's fine to jump in and, and debate, but you know, people literally now, I mean, they if you don't agree with them, they actually actually hate you. <clears throat> yep. It's just a crazy it's world so we sad. live in. Now, as you know, a lot of people they see the artists, but they don't see the PR people, the managers, producers. And in my opinion, the teams never get enough love. So I always said on our show, I want them to always get the love they deserve. So if you want to take a couple of minutes just to tell us about the team that makes you who you are. Oh gosh, I have an amazing manager and he um, works with a group of people that are just top notch and incredible. My manager's name is Craig Dunn. He has been with me for about 19 years Um he started working for me at selling merch on the road oh, wow. and just worked his way up to, you know, doing my fan club and running my website and then to becoming my, my full blown manager. Um, and he's incredible. And, you know, you have to have people around you that you can trust. And I know that's such a like, duh statement, but <laughs> it's so true. And I'm, I'm so big about loyalty. You have to be loyal to me and I will be loyal to you to a fault. If you, you know, if I can trust you and you're, you're loyal to me. Um, so I have an amazing, in my band and crew, my brother, Matt Evans is my, 
band leader and my bass player. Um, I have an incredible tour manager named Dave Jacqueline. And yes, you're absolutely right. It takes, it, it takes an entire team of people. Um, you know, it, I always laugh when I get on an interview sometimes mm-hmm. and, and the people that are interviewing me actually think that I set the interview, like that I really know like what's going on. I'm like, oh my God, no, there's people that mm-hmm. they're just feeding me the information. And then my job is just to, when, as soon as you say, let's roll, my job is to do the interview and talk to you. <laughs> but yeah, people forget that there's all these people working behind the scenes to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and while ago you said you were um, loyal to a fault, Sandy is like that. Um, I went through 19 years of addictions and the first five years of our marriage was really hectic on her because of those addictions. But, you know, she never put me down, nagged me. She loved me through those addictions. Sometimes people will, when we tell our story, sometimes people will be like, uh, oh, she let you walk over her. And I'm like, no, she what she did was allow me to experience God's pure love through her. And I really don't think I'd be alive if it weren't for her pure heart. And that's incredible to have that, you know, to have those people in your life that, you know, would never leave you, never forsake you and, um, you know, love you unconditionally because Mm -hmm. we all have problems and we all, um, mess up and, you know, nobody is perfect. And so we have to have unconditional love. And, you know, speaking of family and team members, we've got a third team co-host that we always bring on to ask one or two questions, our little nine-year-old. Yes, his name is Christopher. So Sandy's going to go get him real quick. (laughs) And and everybody loves this part, you know, because again, we are, you know, we got a 23-month-old little daughter, too, that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show, too, because we are a family affair show. That's awesome. You know, we try to do everything we can to include the family and all that. And, you know, and with so much going on out there, it's so tough to do that, you know? Yeah. My kids always traveled with me and, you know, I always said that if I had to ever choose between traveling and leaving the kids at home and my career, my career would have to go for sure. But I've been lucky that they were, you know, able to grow up on the tour bus and, be with me. I mean, um, my kids and I are together more than probably most parents and most kids, <laughs> but you know, we just, that's the way I set it up. And I love to have people like, cause you know, Sandy and I, we've been a 24 seven couple pretty much since the day we married 18 years ago and our family same way. Cause we homeschool little Chris yes, and all that. Always been so we're always been a family. So I love it when we run into people that's kind of been like that too. Yeah. And he's right here. So, yes. Okay, so hi, Sarah. So, what's your favorite food? Hi, Christopher. Christopher, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Um. So nice to meet you. My favorite food is, without a doubt, no matter what, a great greasy cheeseburger. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I literally could eat a cheeseburger every day. <laughs> <laughs> and what's yours, little Chris? Pizza. Oh, that was my second choice. <laughs> and he's like that. He could eat pizza all day, every day. Oh, yes. Hey, what is your it. favorite kind of pizza? Mm, pepperoni. Yeah, you know, just, I would say my favorite pizza is Meat Lovers. 
Ah. Ah, yeah. He usually says pepperoni and sausage, which be a, a little more meat lovers here. Yeah, we're yeah. Get to the meat lovers. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a meat lover. Got another Thank question? You. Yes. So what's our favorite TV show? Okay, Christopher, I don't advise you to do this, okay? But I am addicted to television. <laughs> I, and part of that is because of being on the road so much. So when you're on the road, you do your show in the evening and all day long, you can just sit around on the bus and watch TV. So when Apple TV was invented, I became a TV addict and I get so much inspiration from television shows. So I would have to say that my, geez, this is really hard. Cause I like so many shows. probably Downton Abbey or game of Thrones. Oh, wow. And what's yours, though, Chris? Mine is SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. Yeah, we watch it all day long. Yeah, <laughs> I really love SpongeBob. We're we're <laughs> kind of out of that phase, but we used to be addicted to SpongeBob too. Yeah, <laughs> and and he he also loves a show called Side Hustle on Nickelodeon. And what's been cool about this show that we have, I wish my parents would have could have done this when I was young, but. You know, when there's people that he likes as, as actors, the, the young ones, we reach out to their teams and see if we can get them on. And we've been able to get a, a, like five or six of the people he loves on TV on our show. Oh, wow. That's so cool. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. <clears throat> yeah, he loves that point. He's pretty he much does. been in every episode um, with the exception of a few. But for the most part, he's been in all... You know, we've done, I think you're about number 330 or 331 now, somewhere in that area. Yes. And he's been in pretty much all of them. Yes, he has. So when you sit down, what is your songwriting process? I always co-write. Um, oh, wow. I'm better at lyrics than anything else. So I usually like to start a song with a title if I can come up with a really clever and cool title, I love to try to write. So it's almost like I'm writing the song backwards and, yeah. you know, songwriting is like um, sort of piecing a puzzle together and mm -hmm. you know what you want it to be. It's just, how do I get it there? How do I, and how do I say this in such a way that nobody else has ever said and you know, make it rhyme, but not make it rhyme too much. And, <laughs> you know, um, usually I pray and ask God for a song before I have a songwriting appointment because I want to be inspired, but I get bored with my melodies. I always like to write with someone who's a strong melody writer because I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm writing the same song. <laughs> so I like to write with somebody who, who is great at melodies and then I like to write the lyrics. Wow. Now you've done a lot of collabs. Um, who, what would your, you know, if you could co-write with any person dead or alive, who would it be? And what would you want to write about? Um, so I'm such a huge fan of John Mayer. Ah, and okay. I absolutely <laughs> love his lyrics. I think he's, when he wants to be, he can be a lyrical genius when he tries. Um, yes. He has so many songs that are just where you just go, good Lord. I mean, that's just, 
not fair, you know? So yeah. it'd probably be John Mayer. And I would yeah. probably just want to write like a cool duetty kind of, you know, love song where we could like sing it together and, and take turns on the verses. I love to do duets. Ah. <clears throat> so what's been one of your favorite collabs that you've done? Well, my most recent album is a covers album. It's called Copy That. And mm -hmm. it's the only covers album that I've ever done. And oh, wow. I might be more proud of this record than any project I've ever done. <laughs> and so I've collaborated with a lot of people, but this is the newest and most fresh and one I'm most excited about. But we, um, Philip Sweet came in and sang Whenever I Call You Friend with me, which was originally Kenny Loggins and Stevie Nicks mm -hmm. and I love that collab absolutely oh, wow. so what's been what's what your favorite song that you've written and I know they're all your babies I get that because of course a lot of a lot of people when we ask this question they say well they're all my babies but what's one that kind of stands out that means a lot to you and why? I wrote a song on my album Words um, called Letting You Go. And it's a song that I wrote about um, my son, Avery, who's my oldest child, graduating high school and leaving oh, home. Wow. Oh, and it will tear you apart. It will literally <laughs> tear you apart. And I co-wrote it with two other moms. I wrote it with um, Emily Shackleton and Victoria Banks. And wow. um, they both have kids also and we cried like we cried uncontrollably when we were writing it and it's so perfect for like a graduation or <laughs> something like that or a wedding because it just talks about that that feeling of almost anger like where did the time go and how did it go by so fast I mean I he was born and then I blinked and now he's graduating high school Wow. Yeah, we, we feel that way already, even though he's only nine. Yes. Oh my God. Just wait. But then at the same time, I was so sad and crying that day that I wrote that song. He was a junior about to be a senior. And I had a feeling that of sort of like doom and like, you know, my son is leaving, but now he's 21 and, and I see him every day. He's in my band. He plays guitar for me. So it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be <clears throat> because yeah. when you think about it, really like they're not going anywhere. They're just yeah. not right. in your home. They're not, it's not the same. It'll never be the same, but it, it's different and it's better. Now Avery and I are like best friends. And um, so it just, your relationship changes, but mm -hmm you got to listen to that song. You'll cry so hard. <laughs> we'll have to definitely listen to that. Um, now there's probably going to be a thousand answers to this, but just think of the first thing that pops in your head on this one. But what's a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote? I mean, every Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> that's the first thing that pops into my head. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, he's good. Yes, they're awesome. <clears throat> Yeah, they're they're my favorite band of all time for sure. Wow. And then any Eagles song too. Yeah, oh, I love yeah, the they're, Eagles. They're awesome yes. too. Love it, love mm -hmm. it, love it. So, what's next for you? Well, I want to make another record this year, so I need to start writing. I need to, um, you know, get uh, people 
to write with me in person and not over zoom. So (laughs) that's my plan as soon as possible is to, you know, start writing. And then of course we have, we usually do about 80 shows a year and all of them have been canceled. So I'm ready to start on the road as soon as somebody will, will stand up and say, it's time to open touring up. And at three o'clock, I have a conference call with my booking agent and my manager and we're going to, um, I'm, I'm going to cry and scream and ask them when that's going to happen. <laughs> ah, yes. Yes. All right. You want yeah, me to yeah. do the last question? Yeah. All right. What do you want your legacy to be as an artist? What do you want to be known for? I want to be known for great music, like, like Fleetwood Mac or the Eagles. You know, when people think about, um, me, I want them to always go, her music was amazing. Her music was cool. Her lyrics inspired me. Um, you know, that is the most important thing to me is having in musical integrity. Um, I mean, obviously I want people to remember me or think of me as being a great person, but just musically, just, just, Mm -hmm. I want to be known as someone who was a badass. Uh, love that. Yeah, love yeah. that. Now, as we end here, um, what's any final parting words you may have for everybody? Um, you know, I think I would just encourage people to um to hang on and and stay strong and try to stay positive, even in this wacky time that we're in. <laughs> this this will pass, mm-hmm. and um you know, what I would say to those who, who enjoy, um, you know, ruining other people's lives just to stop. We're all, we're all human beings and mm-hmm. we all have a right to be ourselves. We're, we're never all going to be the same. And that's, what's beautiful about the way God created us. We're all oh, that's so true. And we need to let each other be different. We need to let each other think different. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I wish we would be more of that. And again, that's what made our country so great is having different opinions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy. You know, it's kind of, everything seems topsy-turvy. And it used to be where, you know, that was encouraged, but now it's not encouraged. Now we all have to, you know, be the same, think the same. And, and that's just not... It's never going to happen. First of all, and, <laughs> no, it's not. You know, we're in America. We're so used to being free. We want to be free. We want to think the way we want to think. We want to speak the way we want to speak, and do what we want to do. And we, um, you know, we should never ever strive to control other people. Yeah, right. Most definitely. And so you know, I'll pass. That's my word. Amen to, amen to that. And, you know, we really loved having you on the show today. We definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Yeah. Thank you. I loved it, too. This was so fun. Well, we're glad to hear that because, that, that, you know, that's I want a conversation. When, when I'm with, mm-hmm. you know, when we bring people on, I don't want it to sound like an interview or I'm asking a question, you answer. I want to have parts of our story into it, too, and have a real conversation about raw things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, that's, that's what this was for sure. And I really enjoyed it. 
Well, we appreciate uh, that. Here. And like I said, we definitely look forward and we don't want to take up more of your time because we know that you've got a busy day today. Yes, so we, we want to we'll let that. you go. And so good luck on your next interview. Yes. Thank you so much. God bless. Take care. Bless you. Thank you. Bye.